I Saw a Picture is a podcast in which I will describe to you an image. The descriptions will wander. The images referenced may or may not exist. Each section of the podcast contains 10 episodes. Each episode contains 1,000 words. Episodes will be released consecutively on days divisible by seven, after which point there will be a brief hiatus between sections. The first section is filed under N for nature. The following episode is about the sky, for real this time. I saw a picture of the sky, for real this time. Not that the last time wasn't a picture of the sky, exactly, but perhaps in the focus on clouds we lost the forest for its hypothetical trees. Though it wasn't just the sky so much as it was the sky above land. It was one of those vertical landscapes where the horizon is shunted toward the bottom of the image and the trees shrink infinitesimally small toward the background and you're left with a large, large swath of a tall, mostly lightish blue rectangle. There was a small river, I think, and what looked to be a house, maybe a barn as well, though these aren't inherently related to the sky. But what is, really? Because I'm not quite sure how to define what the sky is. I know the sky is not the land beneath it, the lights that illuminate it, nor the things that transverse it. Were some enterprising individual to remove these things, we would still call it sky. A sky that is as much nothingness as it is monochromatic. No clouds, just varying tints and shades of a blue so bright and nearly nauseating it feels like the clarity of the sun. It's a bit much. And I call it sky because I know that when we have land, that is what we call the space above it. But when we have more of the space above it, we just call it space. So maybe this is a kind of cosmological portrait. As for the variance in blues, I don't know if it's supposed to be a representation of the air in as much as the changes in color are indicative of the air's movement which is just a different graphical rendering of a different abstract concept. But we're talking about the whole sky, not just the air. Because I don't want to get lost in the atmosphere of it all, like the trees did. You can see as they recede, they become muddled in blues, washing them deeper and deeper into the horizon. And would you say there's too much sky between us and those trees, or would you first reach for the words air or oxygen before you begin to describe Rayleigh scattering? Because when someone says that the sky is the atmosphere, what they're saying is the sky is the context in which most of our air exists. If that same individual from earlier took all of the air and stored it in a bottle somewhere next to the jars of clouds and stars, what would appear above the landscape? Just black, I think. What would we call it? Still sky, I think. A sky that is as much nothingness as it is monochromatic. So when I say I saw a picture of the sky, I'm really saying I saw a picture of something assumed to be land with a space next to it and then decided on a name for this space that holds the things or lack of things next to the something I saw. Which is why I understand why people were hesitant to develop the word blue to describe one facet of this tenuous concept. In fact, I keep saying the sky is blue and I will limit the run-on contrast to dripping rainbows and yellow-green storms and red sunrises and indigo nights and the stars and the auroras and the clouds. We've covered the clouds. But the sky is not blue because the sky isn't anything, really. And when it is something, it's not always blue or you can't always see the blue behind whatever the sky is at that moment. And yet, when I say the phrase sky blue, we are all trained to imagine roughly the same hue and saturation of bright cerulean even though we know the true shade of the sky varies throughout the day and completely inverts at night. Though we sleep when it gets dark, so I will excuse the oversight since our eyes are mostly closed. For what convenience do we name the color of the sky? 
I'd like to believe it's for the same reason we agree on an order for the alphabet or that suns belong in the upper corner of a crayon drawing or that apples are red by default. Because when we're learning these concepts, we want something we can hold as truth regardless of its many exceptions. We want to formulate rules that we can bend and break, but that exist in some form somewhere beneath the tresses of our consciousness as an old foundation, taking the messy analogs of the world and compressing them into discrete points that we can file away as understanding, only engaging with them when we feel like addressing all of the things lost for the convenience gained. Because maybe it takes too long to describe every shade in the sky, and as we try to capture the fleeting sunset, the colors have already bled into an all-consuming black that has absorbed all meaning we wish to ascribe. And maybe we're busy when it happens again the next day, or maybe the colors are different this time, or maybe it's enough for the sky to just be blue in our minds. Because I don't want to get lost in the clutter of it all, not all of the time at least. And sometimes in the wide expanse of an infinite void, it's helpful to reach out for something like blue that we know how to reckon with. Sometimes when deciding in what new ways we wish to classify and cut the pieces of the world, we find solace in easy reductions of complex themes. Because when people ask questions, they usually want an answer. And sometimes you see a picture of land in the space above it, and you say sky before you realize the word has left your mouth. Because if it's not sky, then what is it?